Hello, and welcome to Sketch in Review, the SNL review show. Today we've got uh, Jason Sudeikis with musical guest Brandy Carlisle. Let's hop right into the cold open. Sure. Uh, classic SNL political sketch. Yep. You know, As most of these cold opens tend to be. Mm-hmm. It's generally, uh, for people who don't know about SNL, uh, it's generally the cold open is political in nature. Uh, just because everyone who's going to watch SNL is only going to watch that. That is what 100% of people will see, and then people will leave because SNL's too liberal. <laughs> uh, so, so we move in. Uh, it's Biden in the Oval Office, uh, and he's talking to his press secretary, where she lets him know that uh, his approval rating's in the toilet, and no one watched his town hall on CNN. <laughs> and so he's very sad, uh, and we get a visit from 2K13 Biden, Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> I, I loved Jason Sudeikis' Biden. Yeah, no, I absolutely <laughs> loved the Biden. I loved... There was so... It, it, he just... It's it's just Jason Sudeikis bouncing around and having a great time, um, and it's just it is fun to see how wildly different they play their Bidens, and I know they're supposed to because it was, but it's just it's yeah, it's a good time. I, I had a great time, and it's... also the 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 Biden uncomfortably sniffing Biden's neck joke was very <laughs> special. I I love it because like there are there are a lot of people on both sides of the aisle that think that SNL is like this super liberal. Like p like art form, and all the time is there are just consistent jokes that they make that like you show and you're like oh no they just really like funny things yeah <laughs> they just want to crack jokes and uh, the problem is it's just really 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 easy to crack jokes about one side and not quite as easy to crack jokes about the other side though we still do mm-hmm. because uh, you know the liberals. Or not the liberals, but uh, the Democrats. The liberals. Are, are weak. <laughs> the Democrats are weak and ineffectual in Congress, um, and uh, as as shown by one of the three, uh, one of the three political cold opens we've had so far. Mm-hmm. Such a shame to see. Anyway, it is a shame. Anyway, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be. There were, like, two or three separate, like, you-have-to-be-SNL diehard fans throughout this episode to, like, really get the full joke about stuff. Yeah, I didn't get this joke. So one of the, so the first one comes in the cold open, where Alex Moffat comes out as Joe Biden from March 2021. So, this was for the last episode of last season. Okay. Uh... Well, they said that they they're going to announce who the who's going to play Biden for the future. <laughs> uh, okay, for the future because they had been having Jim Carrey do it for this season. Sure, and they were like, "We're going to introduce the new one now. Make life easy." Uh, and Alex Moffat comes out to play Biden. Okay, and we're like, "Cool!" So Alex Moffat is going to be Biden. Cut to four weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when out walks James Austin Johnson as Biden. And so that was the joke, was Alex Moffat got to play Biden for 
March of 2021. <laughs> I see. I see. Well, honestly, seeing Alex Moffat's Biden compared to two other Bidens, good call. Yeah. It seemed like they were like, listen, this is the best Biden we have. We should probably call in a professional. <laughs> they called in a professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, quality cold open. It's just fun to see people have fun with the same character. You get those you get those yeah. good future jokes in. So much so much fun with like, <laughs> there's, there's there's so there's a there's a recurring trope in SNL where a bunch of people play the same person or people play each other and it's just it's always fun. Yep, it's always fun either getting advice from your past self or getting advice from your future self in SNL. Because the future self is always like, what went wrong? That's right. <laughs> Uh, and the, uh, we don't have enough time to explain to you everything that happened in the past four years joke will never not be funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hillary got awesome joke was also just so <laughs> funny. Also good. Uh, Alright, hey, uh, so we move on to the monologue. The monologue was cute. Oh uh, yeah, I thought it was really, really nice. I, yeah. I just big, big smiley. It was just, it was just Jason Sudeikis talking about how much this meant to him. And, you know, a couple of jokes as well. And... You know, they were fine jokes, but I, I just, I, I liked the, I just, I liked yeah, that. It was so, it was so wholesome. Yeah. It really, like, showed that, like, Jason Sudeikis as just playing Jason Sudeikis is, uh, is just, like, a very, like, nice and sweet person going, going through some of just, like, the history of sketches and people who have sat in that stage, who have acted and performed uh, I love I love that kind of shit too. That just hits yeah. me right in like the heart. <laughs> yeah, and it's also just it is really nice to have somebody remember remind you some of the time where where you just like, hey guys, we're all having a good time, but this is really special, mm-hmm. and like that's just nice to remember sometimes. Especially when they can hit like a sketch that you watched when you were fourteen and were in love with SNL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ugh, ugh, wonderful. Oh, so good. So we move into uh, the science room sketch, which uh, base it's, base it's, sketch. It's it's one of their it's one of their it's basically one of their recurring sketches. Yeah. Uh, and all all it is is the host plays the teacher, and then they have two kids who are who annoy the teacher to the point where they just freak the fuck out. That's the I entire wonder... sketch. The entire time, every single time is that sketch. But oh boy, does it hit! Every time. <laughs> it's so true. I wonder if Jason Sudeikis, upon returning, looked at all of the sketches that he was known for and and was getting pulled in for and all of the characters that people wanted him to play and was like, wow, I just I just played the same dude for eight years, huh? <laughs> because, <laughs> because every sketch is the same. Every sketch in this night is the same theme of like... Uh, uh, just I don't even know what it there's it, it has the same energy in all of the sketches where like there's a regular thing where somebody's trying to do something and then someone fucks it up. <laughs> like, like in this one, I just wanna do a science show and the kids will not stop saying annoying shit. Annoying and borderline shit you can't say on BBS. <laughs> God, my sister said you, my sister said you shouldn't ignore the balls. <laughs> For my uh, my pedantry uh, for the night was uh, looking at that model of the of the solar system in which there was not a Venus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. What's funny? What's funny is when I watched it last night live, uh, 
I, I sat there and I was trying to count it, but my eyesight isn't good enough to really distinguish detail on my TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and so I was like, all right, well, like I can tell that there aren't nine, so they got a newer set. <laughs> yeah, but the thing was, Earth was second from yep. the sun. <laughs> yep, I realized that when we watched it together. I was like, oh, <laughs> there's no Venus. Cool. There's no Venus. <laughs> oh, fuck. But that doesn't that that doesn't ruin anything. It's just it's just something that you'll be staring at the entirety of the sketch if you let it if you let it get to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but just such a such a good time. It's so, I mean, there's a reason why they call it back. And this so, was my first time seeing it actually. That that type of what's very I interesting so. about like that sketch is when Jason Sudeikis was on SNL, he wouldn't he couldn't have been the teacher because the teacher is always the host. So that must have been, like, the weirdest part for him was playing the kid, and then he comes back and he's the host, and he's the teacher. It's true, it's true. Also, just, like, weird that he... That was that was Steve Brule cosplay. His, his, <laughs> his, his costume was Steve Brule cosplay, and it was weird. I loved it, though. Ah, uh, great sketch. Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Next up uh, is the pre-recorded sketch for Melon, the male Ellen. <laughs> It's uh, it's just an ad trailer for the show. That's the that's the full sketch. But oh boy, is it fucking funny! <laughs> it is. It's a good time. It's a good. Time. It goes on a little long. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of ad sketches go on too long, but uh, uh, it's a good bit. It's it's fun to watch. Yep. Uh, they had they had good <laughs> Louis C. They had a Louis C.K. joke, which wild. <laughs> Yeah, always love bringing up Louis C.K. Oh, just to, just to kick him a couple of times in the ribs and throw him back in the water. It's especially funny because I don't know if you caught it, but they mentioned that Melon is on ABC, and ABC is known for just letting problematic people back into media. Fuck. I, I was not aware, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good thing. Uh, uh, they had fucking Connor, Connor McGregor. That's right. <laughs> And a solid Jake Paul bit in which Jake yeah, Paul challenges Jake Paul. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali? Oh my god. Uh, the second for any SNL hardcores is going to be a little repeat. But Jake Paul and Pete Davidson, who plays Jake Paul in this sketch, have beef. <laughs> That's very good. That's the best part. Because uh, Jake Paul, for I think Jake Paul's second boxing match, had Pete Davidson come on as like a commentator and stuff. And Pete Davidson the entire time is like, Jake Paul is a terrible person. I hope he loses. I hope he gets his face punched in. He did like, he did straight up an interview. He did an interview with Jake Paul where he's like, you're kind of a scumbag. <laughs> and then he interviewed the other guy and he's like, isn't Jake Paul a scumbag? Don't you want to kick his ass? <laughs> <laughs> Everything I learned about Pete Davidson makes me happier. I'm just waiting. I'm just hoping there's not a day where I learn something that I don't like about him. Uh, is there something you're going to tell me that I won't like about him? I mean, some some people don't like it. Uh, he he had he does have a habit of dating women younger than him. I mean, but that's an ominous. How, but how? like, but like nineteen, eighteen, twenty. He's twenty six okay. at the t- at the moment, so it's sure. not great. But also, they're also movie stars. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a little uncomfy, but it's not like yeah, it's not. Listen, if that's the if that's the worst if that's the worst thing about Pete Davidson, I'll take it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Again, it's a little uncomfy, but like, 
but again, what are we? We're we're in a we're talking about stars, and they do some shit. <laughs> as as we'll hear later. <laughs> That's right. Oh God. Anyway. Uh, so after Melon, we get the Annie sketch. <laughs> the Annie sketch. Uh, I love I love that Cecily got her musical uh, number in in this first stretch of shows. Yeah. <laughs> Just because, you know, so she did Schmigadoon oh, on yeah, Apple TV+. Yeah. Plus, yeah. Uh, which was six, which was basically just uh, a musical told over six episodes. Yeah, I still gotta see it because oh, it was, Michael Cannon. Yeah, oh, it was great. I, I really like, it's very, like, sweet and innocent. You gotta, like, like musical theater, though, to really like it. I don't dislike musical theater. Well, it's it's all par it's all like parody of like the musicals written in like the forties through sixties. So, Music Man, Brigadoon, obviously, Sound of Music, a little bit like that style. Uh, anyway, so we uh, we get uh, so we get the uh, I think I'm gonna like it here song from yeah. Annie. Uh, by the way, perfect casting with the members for what each of them will <laughs> teach. Yep, yeah, no, they're just very, very solid performance by everyone that wasn't Jason Sudeikis in this. <laughs> Is he the weak link in the sketch for you? <laughs> he was the weak link in the sketch for me. There was a lot of things that were weak. It was a powerful, I, well, well, sorry, we'll, we'll explain the sketch first, uh, uh or I'll do it. The, it's the I, I think you're gonna like it here where uh all of the where all of the staff at this house are introduced to Annie um and uh, the last and there's there's three uh uh just regular or <laughs> three three regular people that you'd have in your average palatial mansion yeah there's um, the cleaner then, the maid the cook <laughs> <laughs> and then of course uh, there is a fourth person who is weird and the way in which this fourth person is weird. We don't know yet. Jason Sudeikis is in this, like, this, this, this <laughs> Pimp outfit. Coat, this 70s this pimp trend. outfit. Let's, <laughs> let's not make any fucking, it's a 70s, it's, he, he looked like he was the bad guy in Taxi Driver. <laughs> I still haven't seen Taxi Driver. Oh, you should. It's pretty good. I should, I should. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, so he shows up, uh, and he, he, he looks, and he's got, like, this, got this, like, like, cheesy Brooklyn accent, and uh and uh everybody chewing on a toothpick so, that's right and and uh when he's asked what he does he's like eh, don't worry about it i do some things for the old man and the uh, and that was the that was the shtick and the whole shtick is people uh trying to keep the thing going but then uh interrogating uh uh what's his name again oh fuck like ricky or something like that ricky, yeah <laughs> whatever his name is. interrogating ricky to uh uh to try and find out more about what weird thing that he does around the house. Um, he, he, he wants to make very clear, he's not a creep, though. <laughs> that's right. He's it's, uh, this, one was, this one was a little unfocused, a little all over the place. It was a strong bit, and it did carry it through the, like, you know, the, just, like, doing a musical number and doing it well and then stopping every once in a while to do the bit is powerful enough to, like, keep it afloat. It's just unfocused. It's, yeah, it's... the music the music carries the plot forward no matter what. Yep. Which allow which keeps the audience retained for you to just come and crack a quick. Oh yeah, he's eating people. <laughs> That's right. 
<laughs> that... so the, yeah, the thing that makes him weird is that he acquires the human meat for the weird, like, uh, the weird occult sacrifices that uh, Daddy Warbucks has uh, on a, as a weekly thing, which is a strong bit. I think uh, it might have needed more time. It just felt weird at the time. And also, talking about a rich guy having a, a certain club of people nowadays yeah. is a... Uh, that, was, that was like, I don't know, guys. I don't know, guys. Annie's being brought in here. This is yeah. not a great look. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a weird way to do it. I thought he was just going to be a hitman, and the joke was going to be that he was going to talk about how uh, he keeps murdering people and people want to stop like that. It would have been a little bit too easy, a little bit too quick, but it would have been too effective safe. and fit the scene. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Like, eating people is more fun. Uh, <laughs> Cannibalism, was... kids. It's fun. You should try. <laughs> <laughs> eating people is a more fun bit. Uh, but uh, uh, killing people seemed like it seemed like he was playing a hitman, not a, a not a, a just not a, a meat dealer. Finds dead bodies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I will say that my favorite part of it though was when Cecily's character is like a special kind of meat. Do you mean it? Do you mean no? 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 It's people. <laughs> Such a good thing. I I would I really would have loved to know what he thought she meant. Me too. Me too. <laughs> but this is another thing where like like I said at the beginning, Jason Sudeikis was not the person for this role. No. I think this role was like a uh maybe just mukes. Like I don't Ooh, You need somebody that... Yeah, yeah, like young, like a little bit just smaller in size. Ooh, oh Mooney. Kyle Mooney. <laughs> Like, it would be a different character, but it would be more for that, like, mm -hmm. like, no, oh, whatever, no, you don't, it's people. <laughs> uh, Mikey Day as Warbucks, perfect casting. Oh, perfect, absolutely, yes. Because <laughs> he also just, like, reminds me of Bezos as a bald, whenever he's bald, so it just works. Yeah, he, he does, he does, he does evil well. Mm-hmm. Uh... And then solid Squid Game reference right at the end. Oh, what was it? Uh, when the billionaires come in with the masks. Oh, I, I figured that was just a. Uh, uh, no, no, no. It's a very, I haven't seen Squid Game, yeah. so you would know. Yeah, it's like very specifically at one point the billionaires who like watch the Squid Game, uh, fucking like show up and they all wear sh like shitty golden masks and talk in Texas accents. <laughs> Uh, Alright, so after the Annie sketch, we get uh, the parent-teacher conference sketch. What a joy. Th this one was... Oh. This was so good. This was like... this. The two best sketches of the night felt like they were from two different... Felt like they were not from SNL. <laughs> this felt like a Mr. Show sketch. And, uh, and well, we'll get to the other one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so this is basically... Uh, so they're having a parent-teacher conference. Uh, Jason Sudeikis is the teacher. Kyle Mooney and Ego Nuodim are the parents. Uh, and basically the entire sketch is that the sexual tension between Ego and Sudeikis is palpable. Uh, Kyle Mooney has a habit of playing uh, fucking like the hapless husband. <laughs> and he's yeah. perfect for it. <laughs> it's true, it's true. It, it, this hapless husband care. well, the, 
No, you, you explained it. This hapless husband character was not as much fun as I wanted him to be. Like, there was there was no power... And SNL does this a lot. They, they have, like, three different ways that they could go with it, and they commit to none of them and <laughs> nothing, and this isn't a character. Like, the, while these two are, like, getting into it, you could have been like, oh, he's into it too. He wants to watch. That's a fun bit. There could also be... Uh, uh, there, it could also just be like, I, I don't know. That that's the only powerful move I can think. But the, what he did instead was just sit there and stomp his foot and go, "I'm uncomfortable." He could get madder and madder. Uh, that would be a thing. He just there was no escalation from him. I guess mm-hmm. at that point there was no. Uh, it was just uh, every time it cut to him, I was having a worse time. Uh, you see, I actually, I actually really liked the. I don't know. I'm a sucker for character freaks out, but isn't but like doesn't actually have enough like gumption to do anything about it <laughs> like That's fair. stern it just gets, like it stern just gets parent but like no follow through <laughs> i'm serious guys like that just that hits me in such a way especially when the characters just don't even respond <laughs> mm, that it's is like fair. He's, it's like he's in his own fucking like box <laughs> i just i don't think he could play i don't think he sold that well mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. I'm, I, I, I do think i do think that the escalation was a bit minute yeah. Where where he starts off like, <laughs> oh, this is a little weird. Hey, guys. Hey, I'm mad. Stop. I'm going to count to... Th-. Like, it was. It, didn't, it yeah. didn't hit, like, a full high level. That's it. That's got to be it. You're right. Because it, it just... He never got past him saying kind of loudly, I'm mad. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he probably only went, like, halfway up, like, a true escalation scale. Yeah. Uh, but spe- the, the, the you know who had no problems with escalation? Jason Sudeikis and Ego Odom. They were they were <laughs> wow, perfect, perfectly Absolutely escalated, perfect. It was it was just and and it does it's one of those beautiful moments at the very beginning. It's like it's like in in a in a great improv scene where one person says one thing and, and you know you're just exactly you're like, oh, where it's gonna go. They are going to, they either are going to fuck or they have been fucking and he doesn't know. Let, what's, let's watch it. <laughs> like, that's the, it was, it was, it, it's just something, it, it's just nice to see professionals at work sometimes. Uh, yeah. Uh, what a joy. <laughs> what not a much, joy. not much else to say about this one. It was very simple, very well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next up we have, uh, the Jack's No Slip Underwear commercial. Uh, so this one, I so uh, so the gimmick of the sketch is that this is underwear for people who shit themselves a lot, <laughs> and the underwear is made out of the nonstick surface of like a frying pan, so that your poop just runs off of it, and you can just like clean it with like a towel and shit, and it'll be fine. Yep, yep. It's a good fit. It's a great fit. I don't know. I don't know. It hit like just tangential to my Q zone. Fair enough. I was like, oh, like, I understand it's funny, and I get why I should be laughing. I was like, ah, it's just mm, not for me, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That is fair. It's just, it's, first off, I'm always a fan of a good old poop joke. Mm. Um, big fan of the part where, I also, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of, uh, I guess not a huge fan. Uh, it's very hit or miss, but when it hits, it does. Uh, where ads that, like, play up 
uh, the a certain aspect of them. Usually, I, I'm a big fan of the ones that play up the this is a product for men thing. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. it's a, and it's a weird, silly product for men, but you still got like the all of the like the strappings of a of a of a four we're playing commercial. basketball and lifting weights exactly uh, <laughs> it's like I will say, pooping our pants <laughs> i will say the best part of it for me was when it would cut to ego talking to her friend yeah. about so, about it like, like he's a little, he's a little boy <laughs> <laughs> It's I I just I'm I'm a sucker for a poop joke and mm-hmm. uh, it was a fun poop especially at the point where uh, since it is nonstick um, <laughs> the poop trips down your leg and ruins your pants instead and sometimes <laughs> your socks sometimes your socks <laughs> uh, amazing the uh, in, the painfully in depth process of wrapping up <laughs> shit stained pants and throwing them in the trash is. <laughs> Just so good. Mm-hmm. Quality, quality sketch. Uh, no Sudeikis in that sketch, though. No Sudeikis in that sketch. This is, yeah, I, I was, I, I we can come back to it. Sudeikis did a lot of good shit tonight, but also disappointing overall hosting, I would say. Yeah, I think, I think, once again, I, I think I said it last week, and I'll say it for this one, is that uh, SNL... When SNL alumni come back, they never have, like, the best show. Yeah, it's true. They do, they can show up, and they can and will do things that literally no one else can do. Yeah, listen, like, it's gonna, will, the entire episode yeah. will be delightful, and you're gonna have a great time, but it's yeah. never going to be knock your socks off from them. Yeah, no, I agreed, agreed. Uh, Alright, so after, after that sketch, we get uh, Brandy Carlisle's first song. Uh, which I believe is called Thanks to You, if I had to guess. Yeah, it sounds right. Uh, loved her suit. Loved oh, her suit. Absolutely. Love her hair. Love oh everything my god, everything, everything about her is great. I'm a sucker for like almost country, but still rock and roll. Yeah, no, I, I also am a fan of that. Southern rock. No, I'm, I'm barely <laughs> just a fan of, of music. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, plus I love, every... I love the, yeah. No, uh, loved it. Everyone looked like they were having a great time. The solo was killer. Yeah. I, I, I had loved a great all time. Dudes. Oh yeah, uh, an entire oh, band of bald dudes, dudes, except for the one drummer who's Jack Black. <laughs> yeah, he stole all of their hair. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> There's just just like the powerful image of this woman in this in this like shiny gold suit. Being flanked by two identical bald men in guitars, <laughs> just, just a way to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after that, we get to weekend update, and oh boy, did weekend update go hard in the paint this week? Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like they decide. It's like they decided. Uh, well, we're gonna be off for a week, so we need to just hit everything super hard. That's right. <laughs> Punch for two weeks. <laughs> uh, fucking, they start off slamming with the full Kanye joke. <laughs> where they start... Where they start with uh, Kanye's changing his name so that everyone's up to date on it. Quickly do the Steve Bannon joke. 
then move directly into Facebook's changing its name, so it's doing it just as so they're doing dealing with stress just as well as Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Uh, the just winging it phase of the pandemic. Just winging it phase. <laughs> When's the last time that you went to your doctor? They were like, oh, mix it up a little, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Who said in the CDC, Little Wayne? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and fucking Michael Che's uh, Thomas Jefferson joke. Cheese, yeah. <laughs> oh, and there were just so many times where, like, you, it was just like, oh wow, we're, we just keep going for it. Yeah, it's the true. most violent group of Walmart shoppers since the January sixth attacks. Yeah. <laughs> Was not expecting just a just a almost needlessly cruel burn against Walmart shoppers. <laughs> Fair, yeah, dude, oh my god, just continually knocking it out of the park. Yeah, it's uh, uh oh. There's only there's only one featured segment on Weekend Update. It that's was right. it was about the length of two. Uh, yeah. but but you, we get to see Jason Sudeikis re uh, re take his role. For uh, the devil, the devil shows up, and the devil's been busy for a few years. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, quality, quality shit. Uh, Instagram for kids, quality devil invention. Yeah, the, the entire it's... gimmick of the sketch is just the everything that people hate. The devil's behind. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's not a. It's not the strongest bit. Like uh, it's. It's fine. Um, it's just more fun to see to to know that it is a recurring bit, and it's fun to see it come back. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's just fun to it's fun to be there and 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 be uh, realize that everyone's enjoying it as much as they should. Also, like, I love the costume every time. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Yeah, the, <laughs> <laughs> the little red tie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh. Uh. Uh, this is, is this is where the third little piece of hardcore SNL call out is. Uh, right at the end, right at the end, as as they're saying goodbye, he mentions that he's the one who hacked Michael Che. <laughs> Which, for people who don't know, Michael Che's Instagram is weird. <laughs> it's uh, he never posts pictures. He Good. only he only posts black square a black square with white with white writing on it, Amazing. and it just says shit. Uh, so over the summer, uh, during the Olympics, Michael Che was like, oh, uh, I put just posted like I want to make some Simone Biles jokes. That was what he posted. Those were the words that he posted. <laughs> then for like the next three days. He people was, were sending him in jokes that they had about it, and he would just put them to his story, and they weren't good jokes, borderline offensive. Yeah. To like just like plainly offensive. Sure. Uh and everyone was getting super mad at him, so then he posted, "Oh man, I've been hacked." <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. I mean, obviously, as a comedian, I saw it for what he meant, which was, I'm just going to joke about being hacked because people didn't like what I posted. 
I yeah, I guess. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. That's what that's I what he in, that's what he intended. Um, like just so plainly, what everyone took it as was, oh look, Michael Che is, look, Michael Che is trying to hide the fact that he's a shitty person. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and for for the record, Michael Che has made worse jokes than the ones that he posted on Instagram on Weekend Update. So, <laughs> oof, I don't, I I did not know about this. Yeah, Michael Che is a very controversial figure. Uh, I don't know. So I just thought that that was very fun that SNL would even reference that bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At least we know who did it. It's true. No, it is true. <laughs> My money was on Colin, though. <laughs> it had to be Colin. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the What was the Colin burn today? Oh yes. Uh, 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 our don't make fun oh. of me or our deal for you to marry Scarlet won't go through. You baby tractor. <laughs> <laughs> no, that didn't happen. Now that I mean, I mean. Colin Jones Colin did Jones baby trapper. down into the right, shaking his head, limply saying no to all of these things. <laughs> I, I love every Colin Jones burner, burn joke, and I do want to mention them every episode. Oh, uh, yeah, listen, it's always a great recurring gag that everyone just shits on Colin Jones. It's why his memoir is called A Very Punchable Face. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I don't even, like, dislike him that much. It's just, yeah, it's the punchable face. Yeah, no, I listen, I think that he's very funny and he plays his character perfectly. Yeah, he does. <laughs> uh, so, after Weekend Update, we move into the one sketch that I wanted to have because Jason Sudeikis was back. And we Absolutely. got it. I am, There's something to be said when you, when you as a fan just want something and they do it. Yeah. Oh, uh, fan service feels so great sometimes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's that's why I like the psych movies. The psych movies, they just show up, they play the hits, and they leave. And it's awesome. I'm happy they do it. <laughs> like, uh, fucking, so, so we get a new what's up with that sketch. Absolutely. And ooh-wee, what is up with that? <laughs> It's just such a strong bit. And it's it's literally the same joke every time and everyone just loves to see it mm-hmm. because it's so much fun uh this is i think this falls like with the annie sketch where the music really just helps always carry it forward so you never mm-hmm. feel like you're dragging yep unless you watch a super cut of what's up with that oh my god oh, yeah, <laughs> i don't watching, know I, it already feels a little long by the end of what's up with that watching two in a row would kill me and this is also a shortened version, because normally they're it's fucking true. 10, 10 15 minutes long. Oh, my God. but such a joy. Oh, every really time. Lovely. I love it. I love it so much. It is the perfect encapsulation of always. Yeah. yeah in, absolutely. In, in, so, uh, so for new listeners, uh, there's, a rule in, there's a rule in improv and general joke writing in which if you're going to tell a joke, you tell it once, you tell it three times, or you tell it always. And, and for this sketch, yeah. the answer is always. You just always hit it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. What mm-hmm. a joy. Uh, we get what Fred. A- we get Fred Armisen in his first appearance this season. Uh, so we've got four left because <laughs> he just randomly comes back when people from when he was on are on. He was in Maya Rudolph. He's in a bunch of them. <laughs> Love it. Uh, I was sad that there was no Bill Hader. True, true. 
He's probably off filming uh, filming uh, Billy season six. Billy season six. Is it called Billy? What's the name of the Barry? <laughs> Barry. Barry. Oh, uh, yeah. Although they did cover it perfectly by having by having Keenan's character just call him Lindsay Buckingham anyway, <laughs> because Lindsay Buckingham is always on this show. <laughs> No, 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 I am Cousin Greg from <laughs> Succession. God, I don't know why I hate that guy so much, but I hate him. <laughs> I just, he was talking like, he, he talks like a cop. I don't like that. <laughs> oh, he, he talks, talks like, like a cop. He talks like, he talks like your, your, like, weird cousin that, like, uh, that, like, you don't want to have. And I don't even, I don't have a cousin like this. It just, this is the, this is the, like, uh, it's the feeling that I get from him. He's, like, somebody that you have to have around, Mm -hmm. and he's, like, trying to participate in this, but he can't because he's a fundamentally incurious person who doesn't care what people think and feel, and his idea of comedy is what if what if, uh, what if Batman met Mario? (laughs) All that, all that. That was not off the dope. That was, uh, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a really deep Folding Ideas reference. (laughs) All I that from uh, him playing Buck- Lindsay Buckingham playing him. Yeah, I fucking hate him. <laughs> <laughs> Send him away. What's what's wild to me is so I have seen one episode of Succession, and by that I mean I scrolled through Reddit while it was on. It's, yeah. it's, it's too boring. I, I, I said this. I said this while while we were talking about Succession <laughs> off air, but. Yeah. I feel like it's just The Sopranos, but it's about rich people, so there's never a chance that they just beat the ever-loving fuck out of each other. Yeah, and plus, right. And plus, they don't go kill cops, because the cops work for them. So, like... Oh, yeah. uh, anyway, great sketch all around. I love what's up with that. I'm glad we got Jason Sudeikis' running man back. Yo. Just love it. All the time. Great. <laughs> Alright, is this the sketch of the night? Uh... I mean, I think what's up with that is the sketch of the night for me, just because I love that sketch so much. But yep, uh, your sketch of the night is next: the revolution, the revolutionary, uh, the Declaration of Independence signing sketch. God damn! So, All right. so seen in, seen in. Jason Sudeikis is playing Jefferson, writing the Declaration of Independence. Uh, and you know they're workshopping it. There's a group. It's a group of people in there. They're workshopping it. He goes, "We need life." and liberty someone someone suggests uh we need to make sure that we have life and liberty someone else suggests oh and we need to make sure that we can have the pursuit of happiness oh you know should have yeah, yeah you know they're all like oh okay okay cool and then what and, about a badass yeah so <laughs> andrew dismutes treasure map on the back andrew dismutes and suggests that maybe they should put like a badass treasure map on the back um and you know everyone's like what no, we're, we're busy focusing on the Declaration of Independence. We can't be focusing on this treasure map. And, you know, they go through, like, a back and forth in which uh, Dismukes is like, man, I can't believe you hate me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate you. I'm just trying to focus on the front. Hmm. <laughs> and then they get back to it. And this is where the sketch turns from yep. an SNL sketch to... I'm not going to be surprised when I look up who wrote this sketch and find that Tim Robinson from I Think You Should Leave had a hand in it. Yep. Because 
Because because slowly, one by one, all of the people start getting getting distracted and really into this treasure map idea. Uh huh. <laughs> and it all starts with one line. It's not gonna be for babies. <laughs> That's right. Like that was the problem with the idea. <laughs> I was just worried you guys thought it was gonna be a treasure map for babies, but no, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be for adults. It's gonna be hard. To which Tom Jefferson was like, "Oh, I thought it was gonna be for babies. So let's talk about this now." <laughs> And then slowly, one by one, except for Kyle Mooney, who's the straight man in it. <laughs> oh, so it's it's really good. And Dismukes has been in a few other, like, Tim Robinson written sketches. Uh, if you go back to last year, uh, last mm-hmm. season, uh, Jack the Jack Flats sketch is just an I think you should leave sketch on SNL again. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad that they, and Tim Robinson did actively write on that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, man. I'm very glad that SNL sees that what other sketch writers produce in, like, their own shows and be like, come, if you got to, like, a sketch and you want to come for, like, a week, come. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's so good. And then we, we haven't, we're not done, because at the end of, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Aristotle Atari and, uh, Amy uh, Bryant. And Amy Bryant. 80. Um, A.D. Bryant, thank you. Uh, both of them, they uh, they they appear out of a foggy cloud, dressed like uh, dressed like uh, Neo. Uh, George Carlin from uh, Bill and Ted. <laughs> and like we came from a dark future where you didn't put a rat ass treasure map on the back of the Declaration of Independence. Don't do it. Everybody's bored because they don't have a treasure map, and that's the punchline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this sketch this sketch is by no means polished. This sketch no. is not there's it is it is rough, it is but it is just the raw silliness that gets me going and I love it. Mm, that, I love it yeah. so <laughs> that that is one of the sketches just designed to to live in the annals of sketch comedy internet history. Yep. Where, where like people who are really into sketch comedy love that sketch, and then other people are like, it's a bit weird. Yeah, yeah, that's it, true. It's going to be divisive, just like I think you should leave is like divisive. You either love it or you don't like it. That's true. Oh man, it's I, I <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> it makes me so happy. Anyway, that's all uh, I gotta say. Yep. Uh, so after that, we get Brandy Carlisle's second song. Um, another great song. Another great. Uh, another great another suit. Great oh my god! Yeah. Just killing the suit game. Absolutely. Honestly, I don't think during this like little little four episode run, um, we have had a single loser in terms of get up. Uh, mm-hmm, in terms yeah. of like performers, what they're wearing. Uh, Just yeah. like all day. Yeah, I mean, they all, I mean, some have definitely, like, knocked it out of the park more. It's true, it's true. Uh, but yeah, uh, The Killer Suits, dope. I'm not a big ballad guy, but it was still, like, a good song. Yeah, no, I agree. I did, uh, I did glance down at my phone a couple of times, but, uh, but, I mean, that is kind of partly what the music segment is for. It's just a little palate cleanser, and mm-hmm. palate cleansed, so. Yep, I am, I am glad that they are, uh, picking... That they are picking, like, specific uh, artists who don't have, like, cult followings who are just going to show up for this show just for the musical guest. 
Yeah, yeah. Because, like, you know, when they had, like, BTS on once, the fucking rest, the entire night was dead because nobody was there to see the sketches. Yeah, that is a good point. I didn't think about that. Uh, I think that Brandy Carlisle, I don't know, maybe it's just because, like, the specific music that she makes is in, is in, like, the zone of music that I listen to. She rocked so hard. Like, right at the end, when, like, it's just her face talking, you, you see that there's absolutely no fear of performing this on live mm. TV and shit, and just only, like, oh, we're destroying it right now. <laughs> she was having a hell of a time. Which is all you want to see when somebody's, like, performing. You just want to see him have fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, nothing else to say. It's just, it was a fun time. Mm-hmm. It was, it was and then we get the 10 minutes to one sketch in a 10 minutes to one night. It's true. It was oops all weird sketches, and that's <laughs> only a good thing for me. Uh, so this sketch uh, for the setting is we're in Vegas. Uh, Jason Sudeikis and Heidi Gardner are a married couple who uh, just lost everything in a poker game. Uh, and they're drinking at the casino bar, uh, wallowing, basically. When Keenan Thompson playing... <laughs> Weird, wealthy, billionaire man. <laughs> but is he? We will never know. <laughs> uh, comes and starts to offer uh, the couple money in order to sleep with Heidi Gardner. <laughs> and the entire the entire uh, joke of the sketch is that he'll offer... So first he offers $2,000. like, fucking, like, I'm gonna fight you. No. <laughs> Then he goes, what about for $5 million? And they're like, all right, yeah, $5 million. Okay, so for $10,000. <laughs> and it's just a bad one mm-hmm. like that. It's the, it's the fun, what makes it really fun is, first off, Keenan is playing an incredibly Keenan character. Uh, <laughs> the, the second part is um, uh, uh, the fact that the characters, uh, uh, the characters that are supposed to be the straight men in this, um, are approaching it as people that like have seen the Twilight Zone and are just kind of rolling with the fact that they've rolled into a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> like, like, oh, okay, no, it's it's a it's a moral it's a it's a moral thing. Are we willing? To, yeah, of course, we do it for five million. Yeah. Oh, I love you. Yeah. No, we could use five million for a lot of things. Like they're approaching it like reg- regular. The most, the most pragmatic way possible. It's like, well, like you know, five million dollars is a lot of money. I, <laughs> 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 uh, well, I think the funniest part is that uh, is probably when he when right after they say, yeah, we'll do it for five million. He goes ten thousand dollars. They go, what happened to the five million? And Keen just goes, ah, so we're negotiating. <laughs> does this is a sketch that like the words on paper kind of sucked but everybody did such a good job Mm -hmm. that like they lifted it and made it a lot of fun this is one of those you can't read the transcript sketches you just gotta watch because it's all energy (laughs) it's true it's true i i wasn't the biggest fan of where it went i think it kind of meandered the escalation was non-existent but again it's 10 minutes to one and we sat there for five minutes listening to some fun characters 
talking silly voices like they can't be mad he can't be mad yep uh yeah, pretty much. It's it, it was fine. Ten minutes to one. You're never you're not you're not going to get that many winners at ten minutes to one. Uh, the yeah. Chalamet episode had a killer ten minutes to one sports max sketch. That's the last one that I remember. That where I was like, oh, the ten minutes to one one might have been sketch of the night. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, I hope we get one of those soon because mm-hmm. I love to be a weird sketch. All right, so sketch of the night for you. It's gotta be. <laughs> into, uh, it's gotta be a, a national treasure. <laughs> It's, it's, I, it was so fucking good. It makes me so happy. I was, if, 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 if people could have seen me, me flailing around and hitting things as they just kept (laughs) bringing me joy with the places they wanted to go with this sketch, it was, it was so, and it's just, I, I completely understand that this is, this is going to be very few people's sketch of the night watching this, but... (laughs) But boy, was it mine! <laughs> uh, so 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 hardcore fan service bias sketch of the night for me is what's up with that because I just love what's up with that. I do watch the supercut and I'm like, I could do this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. But but for like actual like sketch like good sketch of the night uh, is probably the first one, Science Room PBS Kids. I think oh. I listen. It just it escalates perfectly. I love I love that recurring segment that recurring sketch just because it's so like easy and pleasurable. <laughs> it's very true. It, it's a lot of fun. If I had to pick one that wasn't um, uh, uh, National Treasure, which um, nobody's making me, you can't make me. I'm not uh, making. But you. if I had to pick another <laughs> one, I would do uh, I would do Daddy Warbucks. I would do uh, mm, the Annie here. sketch. Yeah, it was uh, outside of. The, the heinous things that I've said about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, outside of one. all the hate that I gave it. <laughs> outside of all, gave it more flack than almost any other sketch, but... Uh, we only, like, listen, we only criticize the ones we love. It's true. It is true. Uh, Alright. Offensive player of the week. It's Ego Odom. Oh, absolutely. It's, I, great, I, great call. Ego Odom... Every sketch that she's in was she was literally the killer point of each of yep. them. Absolutely, absolutely, excellent, excellent job. Carried she she was she had the most powerful energy in a sketch that needed energy or it was going to flop, which is actually all of these sketches, I guess. But, I mean, but she <laughs> that's a performance in general. It needs energy or it will flop. <laughs> It's true. It's true. But the if anything was fueled by energy, it was it was a it was a, a parent teacher, teacher uh, conference. Yeah, parent teacher conference. And she she had exactly the character that she needed to bring. Mm-hmm. And and just like it's always good to see somebody uh, in SNL play in the main SNL cast play a character actually straight instead of playing a character with. What's up, guys? It's just, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, without, like, staring into the camera, like, get it? I'm doing the joke. Get it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of fun. A lot of fun there. Defensive player... Well, I'm sorry. You're next. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I'm gonna go with Ego also. We, listen. Yeah. There there are episodes where the main cast just crushes it, and Ego was the one who crushed it this week. Bowen last week, Ego this week. Can't yeah. wait to see what we get with uh, Kieran What's-His-Face. <laughs> Uh, in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, defensive player for me is gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm going with uh, Sadekis. I think that every sketch that he was in, he did his part perfectly to allow the sketch to continue. 
Yeah, it's fair enough. It's fair. I, I don't. I think when he, I think when when, I think when Sudeikis rallies a ball, I'm disappointed. I don't want him to just like knock it back. I want him to knock it out of the park. Mm-hmm. And I get, I so I I can't make him. This is going to be my first week where I do not put the host uh, in either position. Um, it's hard for me to find a defensive player. Um. I was going to give it to uh, Dismukes, but uh, 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 one character that I thought was Dismukes was actually Mikey Day, so I will give it to Mikey <laughs> Day slash Andrew Dismukes as one collective being. Um, <laughs> I, they did their bits. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny because I also sometimes have a hard time separating certain people. Like, right now, for me, Melissa Villasenor and Sarah Sherman kind of occupy the same spot in my mind. So half the time when I'm looking at something, I'm like, is that Sarah Sherman? Why didn't they give that part to Melissa? And then she'll say, like, her one line. I'm like, oh, no, it is Melissa. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Yeah. So I guess guess that'd be my answer. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. They both both specifically also always play... Like, they play characters that will... Get the through line through, no yeah, matter what. Yeah, it's true. A very clear then, speaking voice. <laughs> <laughs> the way you can tell is uh, is that Mikey Day opens his mouth wider. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Mikey Day opens his mouth wider, and also he has that thing where if he's like asking a question, he goes up and down and up again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And sometimes he has a voice like this. <laughs> yeah. Those are those are Mikey Day's three characters. That's right. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed them. <laughs> uh, all right. I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, in, in uh, continuing what the cast said in like 80% in like at least two or three different times throughout the night, uh, watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah. God, love In- that show. Important to watch Ted Lasso because it's so fun and so wholesome. <laughs> it really is. It's so good. I'm uh, I'm I'm five episodes into season two because I'm trying to savor it. Ah, uh, uh, is all season two out yet? Because I was just waiting until they were all out. Okay. <laughs> it's a great time. You you get to. I didn't realize it until season two. Uh, but I was like, oh, oh, Roy Kent's my favorite character. Roy Kent. Oh, Roy Kent has been oh, my Roy favorite. Kent's the best. Roy, oh, Ken, okay. Roy Ken has been my favorite character since the third episode when he reads A Wrinkle in Time. He's like, God damn it. <laughs> so good. Uh, anyway, we need to save this for our uh, Ted For our Lasso Ted Lasso. Episode. Yeah, yeah. For our Patreon bonus episode where we review <laughs> Ted Lasso. Uh, we should do a, we should do a, a, a Patreon bonus. Episode. Well, first off. We can talk about this. We can talk about this, we can like, talk about this we off the air. We first. But... Mm-hmm. <laughs> We should uh, we should eventually make a spinoff podcast where we cover all of the things that are going to go in the spinoff podcast. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. So watch Ted Lasso uh, and support local comedy. Have a wonderful rest of your week. <laughs>